welcome to the Noggin Notes podcast. My name is Jake Wiskirchen, and proudly, this is episode number one. So if you're joining us for the first time, but maybe you're hearing this episode for the first time, thank you for rewinding and going back to the beginning. That's awesome. And if you're listening to this for the very first time, that probably means you heard the intro and were so enthralled that you wanted to hear more. And for that, thank you. Like I said, my name is Jake, and the show is sponsored by Zephyr Wellness. I don't know if it's a show. I guess it's a show. Sure. It's a podcast. It's a show. I'm putting on a show. I guess I'm allowed to stumble. It's episode number one. That's fine. We're forgiving here. It's mental health. But the show is sponsored by Zephyr Wellness, and you can find more out at zephyrwellness.org. And you'll probably see more of me because I'm a co-owner of the company. So we aim to enrich and educate your noggin through this podcast. And from time to time, we're going to post new episodes, and we're going to talk about different topics. And there will be a blog to go along with the topics, an article that condenses and summarizes what was discussed. So if you like to read rather than listen, that's totally fine too. But the writing will take place uh, usually from a different person and a different perspective, but on the same topic. So what's today's topic? Today's topic is trust. And trust is, is fascinating because we tend to think of trust in terms of scaling, like there's some continuum of trust where we go, well, I trust you a little bit but I'm not going to trust you all the way. Well, what does that even mean? If I'm the giver of the trust, then it's totally up to me how much trust I give. Now, here's the thing. I would submit that if you're giving any trust, you're essentially giving all trust in almost every circumstance that I could think of. And I'm sure there's others out there that I can't think of. That's why I'm very careful to not say all the time or always. And that brings me to my next point, binary thinking. So when we tend to speak in terms of trust or any other construct, say respect or faith or courage or forgiveness, we tend to think of it in terms of this continuum. But really, I believe that it's binary, meaning either or, all or nothing, black or white. Now, in our field, we tend to avoid binary thinking because it creates a whole slew of problems that we don't want to deal with, like anxiety and and so forth. But in this particular case, I believe that if I'm giving my car keys over to someone, I'm not trusting them a little bit with my car. I can say that I am, but really, if they've got the keys, they've got the whole car. And even if I say, well, I only trust you to drive around the block and come back, I'm really trusting them to listen to what I say. I'm not trusting them a little bit. I'm trusting them the whole way. Similarly, when we interact with our friends or we have, uh, say, a counselor that we go see, we're really trusting them all the way with everything that we give them. Now, that doesn't mean that we maybe give them all the information, but simply by our presence in the office, we are inherently trusting them. And if we're trusting them a little bit, we might as well trust them the whole way. Let me give you another example. I had dated before I was married. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think it's an uncommon practice. But no matter how many ex-girlfriends I have, they have no no bearing on my wife. My experiences with my ex-girlfriends are unique unto themselves, each one. Similarly, my wife and I have different experience, and that experience is unique unto itself. If I allow the experiences of my ex-girlfriends to influence my interactions with my wife, what I'm not doing is letting go of that past and fully trusting in my wife. I don't want to do that. I want to give my wife everything that I have. In fact, I want to give every moment of my life everything that I have. I don't want to be influenced by past experiences because each new experience is unto itself a new experience, and it deserves my full attention. If I don't give it my full attention, I'm really depriving myself of living life. Another example of how we can go binary with this is uh, the construct of respect. So 
a lot of times I hear people talk in my, in my field about, well, you know, he's only learned a little bit of respect or I'm not going to give him respect until he gives me respect. When really at the end of the day, the person giving the respect is totally in charge of whether respect is given or not. An example might be, I won't have your respect unless you give me 20 push-ups. Well, if I'm the one giving the respect, I can give it whenever I want, however I want. It doesn't require push-ups. And if it does, I set the number. Could be two, could be 200. Why does it have to be 20? It's just something that I arbitrarily pick because what I'm trying to do is put this person unto whom I'm giving the respect into a position of having to earn it from me. I know you can't see my fingers, but they're in air quotes around the word earn because we don't really earn anything. It's ultimately up to the giver to give the respect or the trust or the forgiveness or, or the grace or the compassion or whatever else they, that we've talked ourselves into believing is on a scale. It's not on a scale. And if I'm a capable of giving any of those things, then I'm capable of giving it all. And I might as well give it all because why would I hold back? I'm the only one who's keeping track and that's wasting my energy if I'm trying to keep track of how much or how little respect or faith or trust or compassion or whatever I'm giving to other people. It's exhausting. I might as well just trust all the time. The underlying secret here is that when we only think that we're giving some trust or some forgiveness or some respect, what we're really doing is saying, I'm going to try to avoid getting hurt. Because if I trust fully, what I'm really doing is opening myself up fully to pain. Well, down the road, we're going to do some more podcasts on emotional functioning, but I'll let you know a little, a little insight. Pain comes usually from sadness, and sadness tells us that our expectations were not met. So really what I'm trying to do is skirt expectations by somehow controlling the amount of sadness that I feel by controlling the amount of respect, trust, or forgiveness that I extend. And that's just a falsehood. Life is going to disappoint us because we have unconscious expectations. So if I want to enjoy life fully and I want to embrace every moment and I want to engage in my own life to the extent that I can, I want to probably let go of the things that I'm carrying, the residue from prior relationships or experiences, and go into every moment fully trusting, fully capable, fully embracing then I will live a full, healthy, happy life, and probably I'll end up bringing more vibrance to those around me. If you like this podcast, we encourage you to check out more. You can go to zephyrwellness.org. They've got some, some good information. You can continue listening to Noggin Notes. Please download the app if you haven't already and keep track of your own mental health. Remember that this is not a substitute for professional counseling. If this uh, stirs something within you and you want to seek out a professional, there are a number of ways to do that. Psychologytoday.com will help lead you to a professional in your area. Uh, and then there are various national associations, the National Board for Certified Counselors, the American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, the American Counseling Association, and so on. And those are just the ones in my country. So I invite you to check out your own wellness and your own mental issues because as a good mentor and friend of mine, Dr. Christian Conti says, there are only two types of people in this world, people with issues and dead people. For Noggin Notes, I'm Jake Wiskirchen, wishing you good mental health.